to see you worship and give praise to God. Hallelujah. Psalms 104, I've already quoted the scripture today. It's one we quote and we talk about praise and worship, but we do it just as kind of a, you know, a little pep talk before we worship and during worship. But but I think it probably needs to be dealt with just a little bit, little bit deeper. Amen. And, and Sister Debbie Harry, it's so good to see you here. We prayed for you. Amen. We prayed more than once, you know. Hallelujah. And Brother Brother and Sister Ruck, good to see y'all. Missed y'all. And, uh, and, and others who might not have been here. Last week, I mean, we just feel like we knocked it out of the park last week. Uh, the groundbreaking. Hey, guess what? Y'all missed the mug shots. We had hard hats on. And, uh, and, and they brought the kids out. And they had little hard hats, little, little toy hard hats, you know. Uh, looked like Bob the Builder. All the kids to Sunday because it's going to be Sunday school area back here, and that might have been a little bit too foolish for some of y'all. Some of y'all are a little bit too spiritual for that, but we had fun anyway. Hallelujah, Amen. But it was a, it was a great time, a great day, and y'all know that hundred degree weather we had for about two weeks. I think it was in the seventies out here, maybe up to eighty, but just a gorgeous, gorgeous day. God was looking out for us. And so we had the uh, we had the equipment. Brother Larry helped us get that from down there, the backhoe and, and stuff parked right here, and that was the backdrop of all the pitching. You know, and I don't think I smiled enough. I didn't see did they come out, Sister Taylor, some of the photos, did it come out pretty good? The one I saw looked like I was on death row. I, I was, you know, it was like they was fixing to go take me out back. You know, just like the guy just said, just take him out back and shoot him. Because I, I wasn't smiling, and nobody in that photo was smiling. I don't believe that's the only one I've seen. So I know we're going to trust you, Sister Taylor, to just bring up some photos. It looked pretty good. Maybe so somebody will think we might have a little happiness and a little joy about what we're doing out here. The one I saw wasn't the right one. Okay. Praise God. But we had a great time. The preacher preached uh, like he always does. Amen. The sun still shines. Wow, what a message. If you hadn't, if you'd like to hear that, uh, it would be a great one. I would recommend it. Uh, Brother Drury just did what he always does, and he always has stories to tell that, that stirs us up and touches us. And just a gentle man. And so uh, so we just was grateful to have him. And so, hey, you're back. Glad to have you back. And I know there's still a slew of people out on the road. We need to keep them in prayer because we want them in one piece uh, once they get back. And just, just do one other thing before we get into the study or into the, the class here. Sermon. I'll get it right in a minute. Listen, I, I think this church is, has everything an individual needs, not only to survive, but to make progress. Okay? I just say that. I just feel like... There, there's always, it's not just happened, there's always been a spirit of, we do this, we look over there, and then we look over there, and we see, we go to camp meetings, and we go, we, and, and guess who we get to preach at our camp meetings? The very best we can get, the best that's out there. These conferences we go to, I've been on that lately, so y'all just excuse me. It's the very best. I've only heard one person. That was Morel Cornwell years ago. He confessed that he didn't preach that way at home. He said, I get my very best. I got to be right on the tip of my toes, and I get just right to do everything just right for these special big-time count meeting conference services. Some of us get the idea that, man, if I could go to a Listen, you don't know what you're asking. You don't know what you're thinking. If you want to go to Morrell Cornwell's church. And that's not knocking him. I've been knowing him for many, many years. Okay, I know him well. Amen. And there's other preachers that preach and do they? They put their best foot forward. I don't know who this is for. I might have an inkling of, of one or two people. They just always feel like there's something out there. Let me just say, let me just tell you something. If you would be here when you're supposed to be here, you would get all, and I'm not, I'm certainly not against count meetings. I promote that. I'm not against conferences. I, I, I promote that too. But to think that you don't get what you need, you need something else here. I'm telling you, these these adult Sunday school classes, I, I'm, I'm amazed at what Brother Green, Brother Thompson, and Brother Jerry Klein and Pastor does here in this. It's not a it's not a shouting. It's not intended to be. I don't want it to be a shouting service. I want people to get the word of the Lord. 
And that's exactly what's happened. We have a thin crowd here on Sunday morning. And so, uh, you know, just, just thought I'd mention that a little bit, just very thin. This is where you grow. Amen. You have a, a Bible study. Uh, Pastor mentioned it already. Uh, Sister Melissa has something that I feel really have felt from day one, a Bible study with eight or ten people, ten or twelve, fifteen sometimes in that. They went through the search for truth, and I said this before. There's a lot of people who've been through that, and they thought they got it. Friend, let me tell you, there is no way that you can get what's in that lesson. They're starting back over under my request, my, my you know, feelings about the whole thing. What do we do next? It, it, it goes against carnality and the carnal mind. Oh, we already did that. Yeah, but you didn't get it, all right? So Tuesday night, they are starting over again, and I'm requesting anybody, if you've been, even if you have gone through it, if you would like to go through the lesson again, it's one like you have not been through. You know, I always teach 30, 40 minutes, and then you have 15 minutes of questions. All my Bible studies, I've been doing, but in there, two hours, they're still there. They're still there two hours. Now, if you're like a like a, like a quick fix, oh, I, I did no, uh, that's the wrong one for you. But if you want to, if you want to get serious, and you want to answer some questions, all right, I ask questions. That's the place you need to go. All right, and quit whining about not having enough, you know, here to to help you grow into what you need to be. All right, just threw that out. Amen. Feel the presence of the Lord there. Stay and stay. And I taught it. We, I was there right around 6 at 9 o'clock. We're still there, and I'm looking at the clock. I asked them a couple now. Are y'all still? Oh, yeah, they still here. They still got more questions. Listen, when you don't have questions, you're in trouble. You didn't do very well. When you do have questions, that's good. That's a good thing. And so certainly a lot of questions in there. So I'm, t I'm telling you, hey, man, don't come feeling like you're going to get out in like 45 minutes, not in that class. They're not going to let you go. So if you're serious about it, meet up in there. We even put the coffee pot on when I do show up. I do. Hallelujah. And so make it, it's real relaxed and it's a great time. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Let me see if I can. Psalms 104. Amen. Psalms 104. And then I'm going to let you be seated. All right. We could all quote it. Amen. Y'all there? If you don't have it, just look up here on the screen. If you, if you hadn't learned that, Learn that by heart. It's pretty simple. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and onto his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Now I'm going to read verse 5. Watch this. Here it tells you why. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. That's enough to praise him for right there. That's, that's enough to just constantly give honor and glory and praise to the Lord. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Amen. Look over and smile at a couple people. Amen. I'm going to let you be seated. Can't be seated unless you smile. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. Be seated. Y'all doing it? Most of you are. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I personally believe that one of them one must first be grateful. I use the word grateful in place of thankful. To be grateful, amen, before there can be true praise. Did you get that? Amen. We live in an ungrateful world. We live in people who don't offer thanks over their food. They just like animals. They just go to eat. Okay, they don't give anybody thanks for anything. I, we notice in restaurants, we're kind of the oddballs. We don't make a big show of it. My wife and I, we join hands across the table, and we just say, Lord, thank you so much for this food. We pray your blessings on it in Jesus' name. Just a simple prayer of thanks. Amen. We're, we're the weirdos. We're the oddballs out there, okay? Nobody gives thanks. Why do people not give thanks? Well, probably because they are not thankful. That's why. They are probably not, not grateful for what they did. They just feel like it just happens. But every good thing comes down from the Father of lights. Hallelujah. Every good thing comes from God. And so it would do us good to learn, amen, to give thanks to the Lord. Don't be ashamed of that. Amen. Was it Paul wrote that God said, if you're ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you? Hallelujah. Put your foot forward. Hallelujah. But, but there has to be some praise, amen. And so to get the praise, 
you have to be thankful or it won't really be true praise, all right? It'll, it'll just be going through the most. Notice the order in our text. Enter in, enter in with thanksgiving. You, 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 that's how you get here. Oh, thank the Lord, amen, for this day. Then comes the praise. He says, be thankful unto him. See what's first. Be thankful unto him. Then you bless his name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here, here's the key. If a person is truly thankful, maybe that's what we should learn, the message of Thanksgiving. I know that Thanksgiving time's not here, but we celebrate one day a year for that, but we ought to be thankful every day of the year. Hallelujah. Amen. But the key is if a person is truly thankful, then I believe that praise is simply the byproduct of that thankfulness. Hallelujah. In other words, it will just happen on its own if somebody's just so thankful for the Lord, so grateful for what he does. I'm so glad that I know who he is and he's such a wonderful God and he's been so good to me. Amen. Then that that's, praise just comes forth. Hallelujah. Is there anybody in the house that's thankful, amen, for all the good things that the Lord, amen, does for us, the good things in life? Hallelujah. I, I, I thought so. Anybody thankful? Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Uh, glory, glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a praise spirit in this place right here. Amen. Amen. Roof over our head. Praise God. You know, sometimes I'm not knocking on the young people and the kids anymore. Amen. Just want to bring this out. Kids don't understand that somebody had to pay the rent. Some, not them. Somebody had to pay the mortgage. And so they just take that. It's always been a roof over our head. You know, we've always been blessed with that. We don't have to worry about that. Food to eat. Food to eat, amen. Freedom to worship, amen. The health that we have, amen. Maybe, maybe just a brush with, you know, some kind of sickness or problem. Then you begin to be thankful and appreciate the health that you do have, amen. Here's something else that we, we are thankful for. Simply knowing, simply knowing who God is, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, I'm glad I know him. Hallelujah. Not only do I know him, amen, I have a relationship with him. Hallelujah. It would be impossible to give praise to a God that we don't know. This is the situation that the world is in. Millions, millions of good people, hallelujah, have some concept of a supreme being who rules the universe, but it's, it's always warped somehow. Amen. It, it, it's always twisted just a little bit. But, but I'm thanking God, Brother Green, for an authentic revelation of who God is. I didn't earn this. I wasn't, certainly wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough, still not smart enough to figure that out. Amen. But an authentic revelation of God did not come in the seventh century to a zealot in Arabia who claimed that he had a vision from the archangel Gabriel. Let me just, let me just do, weed out a couple things here. That's not, that's not where the revelation came from, not the real one, nor did it come during the early 19th century to a self-proclaimed prophet in upstate New York who taught that the angel Morani gave him the book. That's not it either, friend. Uh oh, and it's not trees either. Hallelujah. And it's not the heavens or the angels. You ever be around people that says, oh, you know, my church is out in the, on the lake in the boat, you know, and I just, I just, man, I just feel great, just nature. No, 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 it's not nature either. Nature and the trees and the beautiful waters, amen, and the heavens, that's gifts, amen, from God Almighty, hallelujah. And, and you don't love and appreciate the gift more than you do the giver. It's all right to think a tree is beautiful. Amen. I love the beautiful trees. We planted some and set some out. And, amen. It, it, landscape is so beautiful, but you don't worship that and you don't give honor and praise to that. You give thanks to God for all of that stuff. This is what we're dealing, this is what we're dealing with today. 
Hallelujah. Now, let me just tell you where the full revelation, amen, of God came from. It came through a descendant of David. Ooh. It was the seed of David. Prophets prophesied about it. It was the promised Messiah. His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. What a revelation. And speaking of revelation, I just went to the book of Revelation, chapter 22 and verse 16, and I just took what Jesus himself said about it. How about that? It wasn't a prophet. Amen. It was just Jesus, all right? He said, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things. Hey, by the way, I, I don't want to get my chest sticking out too far, Brother Ruck. Amen. But, the, but the, in, the, in the original, that angel, you know what that was? That was the pastor's. Just thought I'd throw that in, all right? God said, I, I, I told my angels to tell you some stuff here, all right? To testify unto you these things in the churches. This is where we are today. He said, I am the root and the offspring of David. And the, not only that, he said, I'm the bright morning star. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I'm the one. Amen. It, it, it is of it, it great significance that our praise be directed to the right one, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega. Let me tell you something. There can't be more than one first and last. You can't have two or three first and last. Okay. All right. There's only one God. Amen. And he's the first God. He's the last God. Amen. Praise God. Psalms 145 and 1. Let me give you some reason to praise him. 145, and I'm gonna just read all of this. It's a pretty good little reading here, but, but y'all are seated and everything, and we'll just kind of cruise through this. I will extol thee. This is David the psalmist. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Amen. What a proclamation to make. This is who I am. I'm gonna give glory to God. Amen. I hope everybody likes that, but if you don't, guess what? I'm still going to give praise to him. I'm going to bless his name. I'm going to be grateful and thankful for the Lord. Great is the Lord, verse 3. No, verse 2. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another. Amen. In other words, we'll tell the following generation, this is what we do. We teach our children by our actions. Hallelujah. Amen. And shall declare thy mighty acts. Who's going to tell, amen, the next generation about what God does and what he can do and his capabilities other than us? Who's going to tell the world other than us? No, that's what we're here for. Amen. That's why God didn't take us out when we first prayed through and got baptized in Jesus' name. If he was just interested in saving us, then he'd have took us when he saved us. But he saved us and left us here. And when Jesus came, he said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Amen. In Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts. So that's why we're here. Amen. To let this world know that there is a God in heaven. Hallelujah. And not only that, we know who he is and he knows who we are. He blesses us every day. His hand is on us right now in this service. He meets with us. Hallelujah. When we call on his name. Hallelujah. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse five, I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works and men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts. That word terrible, amen, could just be awesome, okay? Amen. King James says terrible. That kind of throws some people off. Amen. And I will declare thy greatness. I'm gonna tell people about, I'm gonna say, oh, oh, God can do this. God can help us here. God can, amen. That's what I do, amen. Verse number seven, amen. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. He tolerates us, puts up with us, is long-suffering with us, still loves us. That's what we do with our children. Let me help the parents just a little bit. Children are going to be children. And what do you do? You don't whack them every time they turn around. That's you just understand, they're two, they're three, they're full of energy, amen. That's how God looks at us. They're just my children, amen. Aren't we glad that God treats us better than some of us treat our kids? Hallelujah. I used to believe a good whooping just fixed everything. 
It almost does in some cases. <laughs> I look around and say, man, they need a whooping. <laughs> that fix that. But it's not, I learned, I think I did, that it's not the answer to everything. Right. Hallelujah. Let them be kids. That's what God does to us. Sometimes we knowingly do things and God still loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, amen, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. Oh, I feel like praising him just for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Just for those things right here. All thy works shall praise thee. Amen. Oh, Lord, just the things that he created, us including, amen. All of those beautiful trees and all the wonders of this world, that's praising God, hallelujah. God made that. Oh, Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and, and satisfy the desire of every Every living thing, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all of his works. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him. Hallelujah. Amen. To all that call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. You know, somebody just not long ago <clears throat> was asking for something. We don't know if this is the will of the Lord. I'm just, this is what I, I said. You know what God said? I love to do this, Brother Ruck. I love these scriptures that are in there. And I just pull them out from somewhere in the back of my brain somewhere. And <clears throat> when people are in need and they're, 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 you know, waist deep, you know, in the muck and the mire of this world and they can't seem to get free or either they're lost wandering around in the spirits of this world trying to find, they've lost their way but they're hungry for God in God's hand. And I quote that part of that scripture right there. He's, God would give you the desires of your heart. Hallelujah. The desire, why? Because he loves you. Hallelujah. He cares about you. The Bible in one place says that you are the apple of his eye. You're his favorite. Amen. You're his favorite person in this world. Nobody but God can do that. Hallelujah. Oh, it makes me want to praise him. Makes me want to praise him. Hallelujah. If you call on him, amen, to all that call upon him in truth, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will be destroyed. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. You know, I was just thinking, you know, we baptize people because the Bible said baptize them. Certain way too, all right. We won't just baptize you any old way, but and and we pay our tithes to the church. Our ten percent comes to the Lord. Then we do extras. We put our so we we're not going to let this somebody else get our blessing. So we somehow going to figure out how to pay the building fund. I'm going to do that, Amen. One way or the other. If I have to let something else go, I'll do this. So all of that's biblical and scriptural. You do that, but you know what? There's more in the Bible about praise than baptism, Amen giving you money, hallelujah. All the stuff sometimes that we spend most of our time on, but praise, amen, praising God. It, in places, it's, it sounds like a command, amen, to do that, amen. But, but somehow or other, we have this ability to sweep that aside and push that aside. Well, pray, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know about praising. You know, I don't feel like praising, all right, or, or whatever excuse we may have, amen. I mentioned it just earlier while ago, but self-starters, I'm thinking, you know, from a, from a bishop standpoint and kind of overseeing and, and, and being here, I'm not, I'm not doing near as much as I used to. I don't feel like. Somebody said, why not? I said, just, just feel bad. And I'm expecting God to heal me just any day, all right? Amen. But, but, but you know, you just can't do as much as you could. But, but we need self-starters. Amen. Hallelujah. Any, any organization needs self-starters. Amen. In that organization. This is people who don't need another program to do what they do. They've got a calling on their life. They've got God's spirit in their heart. Amen. And so, uh, you know, you don't need somebody to teach you how to pray. And I'm always, I'm sounding like I'm against all that. I'm not. Amen. Learn all you can about prayer. Learn. But, but in the meantime, you just do that. 
You just do that. People don't need another program to get them to, to pray or worship. You just do that. Hallelujah. People who are, who are happy to have a good motivational evangelist, you know, when they come by, we, we have them, we pay them good. Amen. But, but we're going to do it without an evangelist. Thank God for a good evangelist. He's not going to bring revival in a suitcase and open up and say, now, now you can have it. No, we're going to have revival before he gets here. We're going to do outreach, Brother Jerry Klein, amen, without somebody motivating us and telling us. We, we already know, hallelujah, what to do here. They can help us in some ways and, and encourage us, and we, and we welcome that, amen. But, but, but you know, we're we just going to do it anyway. Did, did you know, I mentioned this Thursday night, did you, you know most of our, our I don't, I'm reluctant to say most, but a lot of our greatest speakers that speak at the, our biggest meetings, and you don't get to speak at one of those unless you can speak, okay? They came out of small churches. You know, did you know that? Smaller churches. And the, and, and, the, and the church is so small that many of them that I know personally came out of, they were, they were blessed to have a, a Sunday school or a youth, and that was about as far as it could go. All these special stuff, and, and again, please don't take me wrong. Anything we can learn, anything we can get from anybody, but it becomes a habit to us. We would rather be at some other meeting with some speaker than we would doing what God called us to do. Hey, we got things coming up and going on. Now, I can't get to all of them. Amen. And, and Bishop Wright knows that. He understands that, okay? In fact, I just let him off the hook. He's so busy. I let him off the hook because he would have been here for our groundbreaking. And I called him. He was in Mississippi at the big meeting down at Jerry Dillon's church. And I said, Bishop, I, you know, I, I, I'm just... I feel I'd like to have you anytime at our place. However, I know how busy you are, and so I'm going to let you off of that. And I said, let me tell you, I got my guns loaded here. I'm ready, you know, for this, you know, because what we're going to do here is let you off of this because next summer we're going to dedicate this building, and you're going to be here preaching one of the dedication messages, dedicatorial messages, and he laughed about that, and he thanked me for letting him off the hook. He is a superintendent. He goes to more of that stuff than any of us do. Amen. But, 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 you know, what we have to do is just pick and choose. I'm not leaving this church to go be taught something. And they may say it in a different way, in a good way, in a nice way, and we'll all get happy and we'll buy the CD and, oh, wow, wasn't that awesome? I already know that. So what? Just go to work. Just doing that. If I have time, I'll go. And if I don't, I won't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, these leaders just somehow get the getting this habit of just praying, just praising, just studying the word of the Lord, just worshiping, just doing visitation without a program. We, we, we've had enough training to turn our communities upside down with this glorious truth. Oh, it, it don't take much, folks. It don't take but one or two. Hallelujah. I was last night, you know, just, just said a word or two about some friends. We, in fact, we had my wife and I had a pastor that came from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, the big church. Uh, actually, Bishop Urshan was still pastoring that church at that time, and it was one of the biggest churches in our fellowship. You know, they hit the 1,000 mark a lot, and so they were up in the hundreds at least just on regular services. And our prayer, our prayer I, I, I was curious about our little prayer that was going on. It was just a handful of people meeting. And I said, Brother Lyford, I said, tell me about the church in Indianapolis. How many people shows up at their prayer meeting? He said, not many. Not many. Hallelujah. Out of all those hundreds of people, he said 25 or 30 shows up. So I thought, well, we're not doing too bad. You know, when a couple dozen people shows up here and we do good on a Sunday to make 150 mark here, you know, and sometimes we go a little over that. Amen. So, so you know, we're maybe even a little above average here. Amen. There's folks, amen, who don't need a big church. They don't need anything but Jesus. They're going to show up for whatever's going on. They're going to pray by themselves. They're going to pray with everybody else. Hallelujah, collectively, they're going to witness, amen. They're going to shout when nobody's shouting. We're going to get there. I'm not going to preach long today, all right? Amen, we're going to learn how to do this. Praise God. We're going to shout with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. How do you do that? Amen. We know how to do it, and we need to teach other folks how to do that. We need to pass that on to somebody. How do you do that? You just do it by your actions. 
Amen. Let's be leaders, folks. We've been trained. Let's go train others. We have the opportunity right here. I don't think we have a house full of guests today, but we do have a sprinkling of guests almost every service. They really don't know how to, we think they do, but they don't know how to worship. They don't know how to praise. I remember learning early on with somebody standing right beside me and her worship and her adoration to the Lord. Oh God, I love you, Lord. I adore you. I worship you. I pray. That's how you praise God. You just tell him, I'm praising you, God. I'm loving you, God. I'm praising you. That's how you do it, and in many other ways. Amen, amen. But, but, but see, folks, there are people who sit on the same row, amen, who don't know how to give praise to God. Show them, hallelujah, amen. Folks don't know how to pray. Show them how. You don't need another classroom. Amen, we can do it right here on the pew, right around this altar right here. How do you pray? Listen, they expect us to pray, but you know what throws folks off? Amen, Brother Young is hearing you pray back there. Like, oh, wait a minute, this guy don't have a microphone. He's not in the pulpit. He's just right out here. People need to learn how to shout and give praise to God. How do you do that? You just, you just do it and let them watch. Hallelujah. Folks, let me tell you something. This aisle here is not made just to get out in and get to your pew and get out and walk there. No, no, this aisle is made, in fact, it's part of the platform area and the, and the worship area. The aisle is made to shout in. That's how we were taught. Amen. These seats can't hold us. Why? Because God is too wonderful. He's too good to me. He's a glorious God. He's patient with me. He put up with me all week and I didn't do what I should all the week. So guess what? I'm just gonna praise him for all of that. I'm just gonna give shout to the Lord and praise to the Lord and glorify him and bless his name. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's how we do it. Amen. And the church will grow. You know why? Because there's others that come in this place. Somebody just came in. I think with Brother Rich or somebody. They said they come and get their, I don't know, they get a shot in the arm or something. They, I just showed, they, they belong to some other church. And we come here just to kind of get a boost and get a shot in the arm. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? This praise thing goes deeper than just a shot in the arm. Uh, it's the only way we can get to God. That's where he lives. He inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Amen. Folks don't know how to pray. We're going to show them. Amen. They don't know how to shout. Amen. With the voice of triumph, we're going to demonstrate that. Amen. Wasn't it Paul who said, I come not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but I come in power, watch this one word, and demonstration. Amen. Amen. Hands lifted. That's a demonstration right here. Praise God. The praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, praise should be a lifestyle for Christians. Just praise him. Bible, one end to the Bible, one cover to the other. Hallelujah. Amen, that matched, didn't that rhymed? Amen, cover, one cover to the other. Hallelujah. Front to back. Praise God. Evangelism. They, that's that's going to that's gonna play into that. Evangelism should not be a program of the church. Evangelism is the behavior of the church. It's just what the church does. It's like a body breathing. You just do that. Hallelujah. That's what keeps us surviving. Amen. Here's what's about to happen. Amen. And I just felt this in the Holy Ghost when I was writing this uh, yesterday. Amen. I feel like a Paul and Silas reenactment is about to take place in this church. Did you get me? Remember at Philippi? A Paul and Silas reenact. We talk about it and we get a little goosebump every once in a while. Like, wow, what a story. Paul and Silas was beaten with stripes for preaching this gospel in Philippi. They were thrown not only in jail, amen, but they were put in the lower part, which was the dungeon. Their, their feet and their hands were in shackles and there they were bound. But at some point during that, this was a good time to have a pity party. The only problem with pity parties, not too many people come and nobody brings gifts. But there's people who do it all the time. There's this roller coaster style. There's this moodiness. You never know what mood they're going to be in. They're going to be, they might be smiling, but not too often. Sometimes they just, they just, you know, come help me. Come, You know, if you'd learn how to praise. Paul and Silas prayed in a dungeon, in a jail cell. 
Oh, what a time to wonder where God is. And what a, what a, what a great time to bring up the, the, old, the old saying, if God is so good, why? Listen, friend, God is good. Amen, just that's the end of the story right there, period. He is good no matter if you're in a jail cell, no matter if you're on a mountaintop. Amen, you can sit on a king's throne or a queen's throne. He is good all the time, every day. Amen, that's who God is. That's who he is. Hallelujah. Praise God. But one of them, probably Silas, he was the leader. I mean, Paul, he was the leader, it seemed like. Amen. Somebody suggested, let's just have prayer and then we'll have a praise service. It may have been, may have been in the reverse. Maybe in the pra- may have been the praise and then the prayer. Hallelujah. But they got the praising. I don't know what song they sung. I don't know which, what it was, but they got to singing a hymn. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what happened? Amen. They pray, you know, since God inhabits praises, amen, God broke into the prison. Some of us need God to break in our prison. We're stuck some places. We can't get over the hump. Amen. We can't get, a, we can't get that up and down attitude. Listen, we're not going to win anybody to God unless we win somebody just like us, that's kind of doubtful, if we're always down. If our blessing is always somewhere else, just around the curve and over the hill and somewhere out there, but it's certainly, no, no, we got to claim it right here in this jail cell that we're in. We got to say, you know what? God is good. He deserves praise and honor. Even if I'm in a dungeon, even if my back is bloody, they treated me wrong. They didn't do me right. I don't deserve to be here. Amen. That's how you... That's how you get the blessing. I don't know. I don't know for sure, but my studies tell me that Paul would be probably a pretty tough guy to partner with. And there Silas was. I don't know. Not much said about Silas in the Bible, but but it seemed like wherever there's going to be, if there was a leader, if Paul was around, he was going to be the leader. In fact, he and the apostle Peter had a cross up. Peter had the keys to the kingdom. Amen. God already told Peter, whatever you bind, I'll bind. Whatever you lose, you know, he gave Peter some authority. And here Paul came along and he talked about it later. He said, I withstood him to his face. (laughs) So he wasn't a joke. And here Silas was with Paul, his partner. But again, in my feelings, Paul was the boss. He was the leader. It can't be but one leader. It can't be two leaders. Anything with two heads is a freak. You got to have one head, okay? And Paul was it. That's, in, that's, just, that's just me. That's how I feel about it. But, but it could have been, but Paul wasn't a dummy though. It could have been Silas, the one who had took the low or the, or the high road, whichever way you look at that. Amen. He had submitted. He had to. It could have been him that said, Paul, let's just have, let's just have some prayer. Because good leaders, smart people, intelligent, they don't know, they're not always the ones that have the answer at the time, at the moment. I've had the privilege of having lunch with pastors that I thought was beyond just being all stressed out about some of their people not doing right and acting right and not showing up for church. And, you know, I I thought, no, no, I I realized, you know, know, the Wayne Huntleys, you know, of our movement and other great speakers that I sat and had lunch and found out they were just as human as I was. And they pastored a bunch of human people. And some of them wouldn't do right. I've heard of people say, I play golf and then I write people's name on it. On the ball. Put the ball down like, ooh, yeah. This makes me feel better. There you are, old Joe. You know, right there. Here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I'm not there telling you a name. <laughs> Why? They're just real people. They have feelings. They have emotions. You can hurt preachers' feelings just like you can anybody else's feelings. They're just human. Amen. I always used to say people, people love you to death till they find out you're human. Then they lose all confidence in you. Oh, I think, you know, I heard him do something or say something. You know, you, you, know, you, you can't do that. But, but Silas was probably, I don't know. Again, this is just me. It doesn't say it in the Bible. They were both together. But it seems like Silas would have been just the one. He'd been hurt, been pushed down. Hey, anyway, Silas, no, we're not doing that. This is what we're doing. He was a follower. He was, but he was a leader. And he said, you know, Paul, it's a good time to have a praise service. Or maybe he didn't say a word. Maybe he just broke out in a song. Hallelujah. Maybe he did. Who, who's going to, what kind of Christian, amen, no matter how bad you've been hurt, no matter how angry you get about people, how they treated you, who, who's going to, that's what we preach all the time. Who's going to deny prayer? I've been places. I didn't want to pray. I didn't feel like praying. 
and somebody in the crowd or somebody in the little group said, could we have prayer? My body, there's something in my spirit is saying, I don't want to pray. <laughs> but I'm not about to say that. <laughs> you know, you have to kind of get, you know, no, I want God to send a lightning bolt and strike these people over here. I want God to just come down with your big hand and just like slap them over, you know. In fact, I feel like I could do it and it would please God very much because they need it, you know. But no, 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 no. Somebody says, no, let's pray. <laughs> oh, you know what I do? I give in. Oh, yes, let's pray. That might have happened in the jail cell. And they, they began to praise. Oh, God, you're so good. God doesn't cease to be good when we get in jail. He doesn't stop being good, amen, when the, when the blessings are shut off seemingly from heaven. He's still God, amen, and he still loves us. He still cares about us, hallelujah. His blood was shed for us, hallelujah. And so like I said, God, he can't resist the praises of his people. I said he can't resist it, amen, no matter where you are, what level you are, when you begin to praise, that's why that God feels charismatic. I call them charismatic. It, it's people, you know, who don't believe half the message and, and uh, you know, they may have a TV program and they may dress ungodly. The, the ladies may look like Jezebel, the whole deal. You know, we used to say, oh, that you know, God. No, 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 they've learned how to give praise to God. Yeah. And you know what? Amen. Even though they've never been baptized in Jesus' name, even though they may preach a message where you don't even have to worry about baptism or anything else, and the Holy Ghost is just something that extra, you know, way, way off on a lot of things, but they get to praising, and God moves into place. Do you hear me? Are some of y'all hearing me? Amen. He inhabits the praises of his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so if we could ever learn that, amen, we'd get out of this jail that we're in. So God comes into the jail. Amen. He, I, I, you know, I use the word he broke in and then he broke them out. Hallelujah. Amen. God sent an earthquake and it began to shake the four corners of that building. Amen. And the jail door came open and the prisoners were loosed Amen. But Paul told the jailer, the Philippian jailer, he was about to take his own life with a knife or a dagger. And Paul said, do thyself no harm. We're all here. Hallelujah. Amen. Ended up baptizing the man and his whole family that night. Had a baptismal service. Why? Because somebody decided to give praise to God. Amen. Somebody said, hey, we're going to praise. We're going to worship. We're going to glorify you. Hallelujah. I feel like there was gonna be a reenactment of that, spiritually speaking at least, right here in this house, right here connected to this church. I was in trouble, amen. I just began to give praise to God, amen. I'm locked up into this place, amen. I can't get out of here, but guess what I can do? I'm gonna give praise to the Lord, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Praise God. So they praised God into the jail with them. Praise. You know, if you got God with you, it really doesn't matter where you are. That's heaven right there. Praise God. Praise God. I just feel like we're at a turning point. I, I, I wouldn't scold anybody and I wouldn't talk down about this church worship and praise. I think that, that we're right up there with the best. Amen. But I just feel like we can go to another level with our praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is in the house. Hallelujah. And I'll just say this. If Paul and Silas, amen, can praise God into a jail, then we can praise God into our low place or whatever place that we are. We can praise him into our sicknesses. We can praise him into our homes and we can praise him into our disappointment. Amen. We can praise him into our worries. We can praise him into our fears. Hallelujah. Amen. When you get Jesus to where you are, then guess what? Things are going to be better. Amen. Where you are. Hallelujah. It, they will be better. Things will change. Praise God. And praise and worship is how that happens. Praise God. We praise him wherever we are. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I want I you to stand. Musicians are coming. I got two or three, four or five more pages of notes. And, and I'm going begin to begin to close. I, I'm talking to us about praise. Hallelujah. About the need to praise. The need to praise is, is because we need God in whatever we do. I'm glad we have the doctrine pretty leveled out here, but, but I'm, I'm sorry, friend, that won't cut it. I'm happy for the Bible studies, 
and we're, we're getting in and getting some questions answered and we're getting some things cleared away. Amen. But, but I'm sorry. Just, the, just knowing the word is not, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's something that's it's needed. Amen. It has great value to it. Amen. We have to do that too. But you can't just know the word because you'll be a critic. That's about as far as it'll go if it don't go just right. Hallelujah. Know the word. Amen. Study to show thyself approved. Amen. But we have to have the spirit. How do you do that? Worship. Worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Second Samuel, the sixth chapter. It was when the ark, in fact, in verse 12, when the ark of the covenant was being brought back to Jerusalem, David went ahead of the ark, praising and dancing. Hallelujah. You know, part of that chapter there, can't remember exactly what scripture is, but his wife, Michael, that was Saul's daughter. The Bible said she looked out the window and she saw King David, that was her husband, amen, dancing before the Lord. Now, he had taken off his robe, the royal robe, and thrown it aside. And he was, you know, the Bible, I don't think the Bible says that David ever did anything with all of his might, except right there in that scripture, he danced with all of his might. I mean, he wasn't just playing around. He wasn't doing the two-step. He wasn't doing that. Not the Texas two-step either. <laughs> you know, he wasn't just fooling around. No, no. Amen. He was like dancing. I don't know what steps he was using, but he was dancing with all of his might, praising, amen, and dancing. And when Michael, his wife, looked out the window, amen. Now, I'm, I use the word, she was embarrassed, King James doesn't use that word, and I don't know if, if any other version does, but, but it was the way that David danced and praised. Amen. The, the, the world always misses this. Let me, let me just go further. A carnal mind always misses this because our pride gets in the way. Men especially, guys, like, hey, I'm going to do that. I'm a man. In fact, there was a, there was a movie one time. I never saw it. It said, men don't dance. A real, maybe it was real men don't dance like, you know, you got to be the Clint Eastwood style or the Bruce Willis or somebody. No, you ain't dancing. They whoop up on you, you know, and shoot you and beat you up, but they're not dancing. But David danced before the Lord with all of his might. His wife looked out, amen, and because of her pride, her, you know, her father had been the king, Saul, who tried to kill David, amen, and she missed it, hallelujah. But, but remember on the day of Pentecost, they didn't just get angry. The day of Pentecost, when the first time the Spirit was poured out, do you know there were mockers there? They said, these men are drunk with new wine. They didn't get it. They laughed and mocked and said, these men. Now, you know, what? you remember what Peter said, didn't you? Peter said, these men are not drunk. He didn't say they weren't drunk. He said, these are not drunk as you suppose. <laughs> they were drunk. They were right. But they weren't drunk on whiskey or wine. They were drunk on the Holy Ghost, falling out, talking in a language that nobody could understand. Hallelujah. Amen. They mocked. Praise God. Amen. But do you know, back on David, his wife, the Bible just kind of down at the bottom of that chapter, said she was barren. She never had children till the day she died. That has some spiritual connotation to it. If we want this church to grow, and the Bible says that's bearing children, when Zion travails, sons and daughters shall be brought forth. You know how you get that? You know how you bring forth children? You know, you know why, how we can be pregnant with revival? It's when we have a relationship through prayer and through worship and pray. That's called a relationship with him. Amen. And then sons and daughters shall be brought forth. You know, this ridiculous craziness that we act here. Some of y'all, you know, Sister Taylor gets up here and I'm like, oh, I know people have been frustrated with her. And once in a while I'm like, man, she's loud. We need, she's got a microphone. <laughs> and there's people coming, oh, what's the deal right here? Amen. We're worshiping. We're praising. We're acting ridiculous. Amen. But that's, that's how, that's how the, the earthquake gets here. Amen. Paul and Silas gets free. Not only that, the jailer gets free. His whole family gets the Holy Ghost and gets baptized. That's how all of that works. But Micah couldn't have children. Now, now whether that's God just said, hey, you know, uh, you can't have kids and she became barren or whether there's another way. 
whether she just never had a relationship with her husband or anybody else for that matter. Either way, and especially then, it was a shame if a woman could not bear a child. And so the writer just threw that in there. She had never had a child. I don't want this church to be barren. Hallelujah. I want children to be brought forth, natural and spiritual children. That's the way it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. You know, Psalm, the psalmist in uh, Psalm 145 and 18, he said, the Lord is nigh unto them that call upon him in truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. David ended his psalm with these words, Psalms 145 and 21. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and he exhorted all flesh to bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. That, that's, what, that's what the writer did. Listen, praise is not a solemn ceremony in a well-rehearsed ritual. That's not what praise is. Amen. But praise is a joyful celebration. Amen. And it proclaims the goodness of the Lord. And it comes from our inward parts. It's not, it's not a head thing, all right? Amen. We can read it, and it does say that. and we can, we can understand that over and over. But it has to get, amen, below our head, all right? Amen. And it gets in our spirit. You ever just felt giddy about something? You ever just felt so good? You can feel that about a, a brand new car that's kind of your dream car. I don't know how I can afford this, but man, it, it, I, we did it, and I feel good about it. You feel that way about a new house? You just feel, listen, this is nothing. This so far surpasses that. And so I can't control myself. I've been apprehended by the sweet presence of the Lord. Amen. I am indebted to him. I'm going to praise him. I've made my mind up. I'm going to shout with that voice of triumph. I'm going to get out of this jail cell. I'm going to get out of this valley or this prison that I'm in. How are you going to do that? I'm going to do it through praise. Y'all got that body? Y'all get that song? I don't know I don't know You pick, all right? Okay. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like somebody's fixed to get out of the valley today. This church is not over. I'm not going to dismiss this, all right? I just feel like that we need to practice what we preach. I just feel like, hallelujah, amen. For no reason, no special song has to be sung. If they sing something in the place, it's all, it's all right. It's even better. But I don't have to have that, amen. I can be all by myself. I can just give praise to him. I can glorify his name. He's awesome. He's wonderful. He's all powerful. He's my friend. It sticks closer than a brother. Amen. This place is open. The aisle is open. The altar is open. Hallelujah. For us to give praise to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. I praise you. I praise you.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, I thought about many times the Israelites when they would, the enemy would come up against them and camp round about them. You know what they would do? They would send their praise team out. Read it in the Old Testament. Happened more than once. That's when the prophet said, let Judah go up first. And the word Judah simply means praise. Hallelujah. Let them go up first. Let praise go up first. And the enemy would hear the shouts and the praises. Amen. Of the Israelite army. And they, they would flee. Amen. They would fear would come upon them. What do you think the enemy does? Amen. When we get to praise in him and get to love in him and magnify him. I mean, those, the enemy that has some of us bound, amen. Listen, he cannot handle the power and the presence of praise. It brings God in. He can't take that. So this is our key. Amen. Some of us have decisions to make right here. Some of you right now, you came to church struggling with this or that. Listen, praise is where it is. Some people can't change, just can't. I understand that. You probably not going to ever be able to change but you let God in and begin to praise him and magnify. you don't want to let him go hallelujah I know people raised around the church brought up in the church they never ever ever never ever got it hallelujah I don't know why I don't know why they just didn't get it amen so they're always looking and drifting hallelujah praise God let me read you one more psalm while we're getting ready to do an old song here amen praise you the Lord Sing unto the Lord a new song. Praise God. Now, this is an old one, but, but it's got to be new to some of y'all. Amen. And his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Now, notice how he said this. Listen, do we have to have our special song to be joyful? Did he say, now, when you get to everything just right? No, no, he just said, be joyful. In other words, we're in control of a lot a lot more of some of our emotions than some of us think we are. We just gonna have to flow with that roller coaster style and just always whatever's happening, you know, around us is gonna dictate what we do and what we know. He just said, be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. There's that word dance again. How long's it been? Don't mean to put us on the spot, but how long's it been since you danced before the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe today I'll dance with you, all right? Hallelujah, I'll help you with this right here. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints, here it is again, be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute here. Now this is going to help some of you. This is going to back up what I've been preaching. Here's what praise can do for you. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and the punishment upon the people. The enemy. People has given you trouble. If you praise him, he's going to take care of them for you. To bind their kings with chains. That's what praise does. And their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written this honor have all the saints and praise you the Lord. So you are honored with a weapon against the enemy and that weapon is called praise. When you're down in the valley, what are you going to do? Just going to praise him. Hallelujah. You're going to make the devil mad. We're going to upset the enemy about this. When I'm in the jail cell, it looks like there's no hope. They've thrown the key away, it looks like. We're just going to have a praise service right here. Amen. But you know what the Bible said? The Bible said, right in that Paul and Silas story right there, the Bible said they began to praise, and guess what? The prisoners heard them. Why did, the, why did they, they just threw that in? The, no, no, no. That's what happens. There are other prisoners in jail with you. And other prisoners, they're struggling with the same problems you're struggling with, and they go, they're going to hear and witness how you respond to it. Amen. And the prisoners heard them. Hallelujah. Ooh, I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We used to sing an old song called I've Got It. 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 There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. 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 
it, I've got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. I've got it. Got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. I feel it. Feel it. I feel it. Feel it. I feel it. Something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I feel it. Have it, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it, you can have it. And something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but you, you can have it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need a song practice, but you got the idea. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just got three chords. I do it in G, and it's G, C, and D. I've got it, I've got it. See, I've got it, I've got it. I think it's a guitar. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I've got it. There's something about the power of the Holy Ghost I can't explain it, but I've got it Hallelujah, Jesus Hallelujah Glory, Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus I've got it Hallelujah Hallelujah, Jesus Praise God That's an old one to practice that one. Hallelujah. The keys are G and then you go to C and then you go back to G and then there's E. <laughs> oh, it goes to E. No, it don't, not E. D. 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 I'm sorry. I have to get my guitar out and show y'all how to play that. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a spirit. Amen. What a sweet, sweet Holy Ghost praise and spirit. Listen, we can do this on purpose. Let me talk to you just a moment. We're about to get out of here. But some of you waiting on the Spirit to hit you and knock you down. Some of you, it might do that, and the Spirit can. You waiting on the Spirit to get you by the collar or by the nap of the neck and drag you out into the aisle and jump you up and down. Now, you know, somebody actually did that to me. Sister Young, I had never danced before the Lord, never shouted. In fact, it was it was Brother Nugent. I'd never shouted. I'd just pray and weep and talk in tongues. But I didn't. They called it back in the day. They said, you got the Holy Ghost, but he didn't get the joy. Well, see, the joy simply is just knowing what you got. <laughs> That's what that is. And when that hits you, then you'll dance, you'll get emotional. And you'll, so, so they prayed for me, and I'd never shouted. I just, and everybody was shouting around me. And Brother Nugent just come got me by the arm or under, somewhere under my just started jumping up. <laughs> Guess what, Brother Young? I just kept shouting. I just, I just, listen, listen. It doesn't say that God's going to come down and get you. You ever heard people say, well, I'll, I'll shout and I'll run if, if the Spirit tells me. No, His Word just told you to do it about, about a thousand times in the Bible. Over and over and over and over. His Word just said, do that. I'm just waiting on the Spirit. I'm just waiting on the Spirit. I'm just waiting. You might be waiting until Jesus comes back before you shout. But the Bible said, shout with the voice of triumph. Praise Him in the dance. Praise Him on the string. You know what? When we say praise Him on the string, this was you like, could you see musicians just sitting around waiting on, ooh, waiting on the Spirit? I'm not going to pick that guitar up until the Spirit moves on me. No, He just said, just do that. Praise Him on the string, this was. Praise Him on the organs. Praise Him on the drums. You just hop on there and just do it. That's how you shout. That's how you dance. That's how you give praise to God and your total obedience 
to God's word. And that, you don't wait on the spirit first. The spirit will come after you do that. All right? I'm going to take a step and I'm just going to give praise to him. Just going to give praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel his presence. Amen. Glad you're here today. It may be a holiday weekend, but hey, we still feel God's presence. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. I hope you're safe this weekend. Uh, hallelujah. Just if you travel, I mean, you still got one day. <laughs> hallelujah. Stay home, whatever you do. We just hope you have a great weekend. Celebrate with your folks. Amen. And get ready to get your nose to the grindstone because Tuesday is when it starts, okay? God bless you. Bless you. Amen. Stay in touch. Amen. With the, at least our elders and each other. And let's, let's make progress. Put this in your mind. I hear churches already dismissed back there somewhere. Hallelujah. I must not be loud enough. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Got shouting kids back here. Sounds like the kids choir back there already. Praise God. Put this into action. You don't have to shout like I do. Amen. But just put some kind of praise and some kind of worship. Amen. Wherever you are, don't be ashamed of it. The world's not ashamed of what they do. What you doing? I'm praising God. I'm a Christian. God bless you. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands and be friendly with each other. <laughs>